Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Phyllis Raymer. I'm one of the uh, elders in this church, and it's my privilege this morning to share a testimony of God's goodness. God uses many things to encourage us and challenge us. And I thank you uh, to the music team for those songs and for Dennis for your prayers. And the prayers of people who knew that this would be a scary moment for me, uh, but I'm trying to be obedient in what God has called me to do. So thank you. Thank you for your prayers. I pray that something out of this presentation will be abused of God to bring encouragement to you or to challenge you today. As I was preparing for day, I, today, I started looking through some of my files of notes that I had made to myself. Some are on scraps of paper or in notebooks or even on the computer. I'm much more of a random abstract person rather than a concrete sequential person. So I, I should have taken a picture of my desk was I was a little embarrassed because you would see that it's a mound of books and papers and different files. And that's the way I operate. I know where every one of those things are. But I, as I present today, it's, it's more like along the line is when you're reading Proverbs, not as deep and as meaty as Proverbs, but it'll be little clumps of, of things I want to share with you. Much easier to read the Gospels or the letters, but today you're going to get Proverbs by Phyllis. Sometimes these things I've, I've written down are reflections of something I've heard from a sermon that stimulated me to write, or I've listened to a podcast, or sometimes something in the news or media or a reaction to something around me. Some are written in the cover corners of my Bible or in loose papers stuck inside my Bible. I even write down quotes written by various authors and from various sources, notes to myself of my thoughts and contemplations about things I've learned more about Jesus. Even for a time, I wrote to my kids on Monday, calling it Monday Mums, Monday Muse. So that's the title of my sermon, Notes to Myself. It's more of a collection of random thoughts from miscellaneous sources. It'll be more of a testimony of who I am and what God is teaching me and who he's created me to be. I enjoy reading. I enjoy words. I like playing Scrabble. I was a little envious of Glenn and John Gosho's mom and dad playing Scrabble every night. Made hint, hint. Um, but it would be really fun. It's really fun for me to play Scrabble. And I'd like to know not just where the placement of the words are, but the meaning of the words. And sometimes they get annoyed with me because I want to look up the meaning of the word, not just to put it on the board and get a zillion points. Sometimes the same word can be read, but if I have a broader understanding of that word, it gives it a deeper dimension to my understanding. For example, when I asked Jesus into my heart in a young age, and I affirmed my faith as a teenager as I went through uh, and attended confirmation class, or maybe you would understand it as membership and baptism class. But as a young adult, I discovered that I was missing something. I was missing peace and that I wanted to be a follower of Jesus. I discovered that Jesus, following Jesus was more than just believing in Jesus and accepting my salvation to receive eternal life. I learned it was much, much more. It was much more of a personal relationship with Jesus every day, walking on this earth. And as I experienced that 
uh, renewing of uh, my uh, commitment to Jesus, I found that I was saying the same words as I was as a child or as a teenager. But the words had new meaning, new depth. A friend of mine, after experiencing a renewal of spiritual encounter, said, I'm doing the same things as I did before. He'd grown up in the church. He was serving in the church. But he said, I'm doing it for a different reason. Knowing Jesus as a per in a personal relation changes our perspective. Walking with Jesus is a daily, ongoing, constantly growing, evolving opportunity of learning more and more about him and learning more about who he created me to be. Knowing Jesus gives life, meaning, and purpose. One of the words that stuck with me, and I don't know why words stick in my mind or memories stick in my mind, but one of them was resonate. And I still remember the time that I first heard that word. I grew up in a one-room schoolhouse and then went to high school in a big, I don't know, it was big, lots of kids. And, uh, and so learning was fascinating to me. It was in Mr. Johnson's physics class. He was talking about resonating. He held up two tuning forks and, and then striking one with a tuning fork. We could see and mostly we could hear the vibration. And I was amazed when the other fork started to vibrate too. They were on the same wavelength. I found that fascinating, that two objects that could be connected by not a visual sign, but by wavelengths. <laughs> I also remember our old vehicle that used to have we put loose change in the uh, coffee holder and it would start to rattle when we got to a certain speed. It was annoying, but it was true. It was resonating. The definition of resonating is to produce or to be filled with deep, full, vibrating sound. But isn't that the way we recognize when Jesus is calling us? The Holy Spirit resonates within our hearts. The truth of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit continually resonates deep within us, and we know because we know that Jesus lives. It's just like the words of one of my favorite old hymns. I know, I know that Jesus liveth, and on the earth again will stand. I know, I know that life he giveth, that grace and power are in his hands. I also found some examples of people uh, experiencing being on the same wavelength, being affirmed in their faith, being united in Jesus as I looked in the scriptures. One of those scriptures was in Luke 1, 39 and 45. After Mary had experienced the Holy Spirit coming upon her, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. As soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Her spirit resonated with the spirit within Mary. And this, and this is what she said in verse 44. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby within me leaped for joy. God's love resonated between these two women. God's spirit was evident. Deep joy filled their hearts, filled their spirits. God resonates love, fills us, and fills us with joy. 
Another story from Luke was when the, after the uh, crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, they're on the road to Emmaus. Some of the disciples were walking and talking about all the events and what to believe. And a stranger, they thought, joined them and talked with them and talked about the, the, the scriptures as they knew them in those times. And when they finally recognized that it was Jesus, in verse 44, they said, uh, when he revealed himself to them, were not our hearts burning within us while he, Jesus, talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? The scriptures resonate truth within us. As we read the scriptures, as we pray, as you see God, he connects with you. He resonates. The spirit will resonate within you. Resonate being on the same wavelength, producing or being filled with the deep, full, vibrating sense of being in tune. I pray that for each of us, that we will seek and experience this resonating with Jesus. One thing in my life that did not resonate was chemistry. Chemistry was the first subject that I ever was introduced to that I did not like. Maybe I was fearful about blowing something up if I mixed the wrong chemicals together. I just didn't understand it, and nor did I desire to understand it. Usually I spent hours on my homework and studying, and I still did, but I would put off chemistry, and I barely knew enough to get out of writing my exam that year. I don't think that either I nor Mr. Old knew that I was going to be taking it three years in university. Who knew that food, nutrition, and textiles, textiles involved so much chemistry? But I do remember one thing from that class, one word that caught my attention. It was the word catalyst. Dennis used it on Wednesday at the prayer time, and I just smiled and think, okay, Lord, we're going to talk about catalysts. The definition is a, of a catalyst is it enables a chemical reaction to proceed at a faster rate. <laughs> See, I'm teaching chemistry. <laughs> um, our, my uh, definition is more like a person or thing that speeds up significant change or action. I see catalysts all around me. I see you as being a catalyst in life. Many of you in this body have, along with those who have passed on to their heavenly reward, were catalysts in my life, nurturing my faith in Jesus. I believe that's a calling. I believe we are called to be catalysts of God's love as we walk with each other in good times and in bad, encouraging one another, loving one another, caring for one another, and in so many other ways. We have a significant influence on each other. He also uses his word, music, worship gatherings, tools such as freedom sessions and Bible studies. Even our circumstances can act as a catalyst as we grow in our faith in Jesus. I often wish I could give people Jesus or pour out the Holy Spirit into their lives. But we can't choose Jesus for each other. 
we can't give the, each this experience of that resonating understanding of who Jesus is. That wooing, that calling, that resonating in your spirit is done by the Trinity. It's our up relationship of the cross. So we look at the cross, it goes up and out. Our relationship with Jesus is one-on-one. -on -one. There's no grandchildren or sisters or brothers or mothers or fathers. Our relationship with, with Jesus, it's the up part of the cross. But an important part of the cross is the out part. It represents the body, the community, both the believers and the non-believers. We can be a light in the darkness to all those around us. His love through us, whatever we do in word or deed in the name of Jesus, will be a catalyst not only in our own faith journey, but in the faith journey of others as well. When we share the good news of Jesus, there's a fringe benefit. It all not only is being obedient to God and sharing who he is to others and those around us, but he blesses us. Our own spirit is filled with joy as we do this. God loves you. I love you. And that's the way it should be. As we continue my journey through my notes to myself, I wanted to share with you a couple of scriptures that God has been constantly bringing to my attention, especially during the last few months. I've been drawn back time and time again to the book of Philippians. I don't know if it's why I am, whether it's because Philippians and Phyllis has a similarity to it. I actually think it's more about the joy that I read in those passages, the nuggets um, that I have gleaned over the years. Each time I read it, it, there seems to be new depth of understanding and different aspects that resonate deep within me. Philippians 3, 10 to 16 says, I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know the power of his resurrection and to participate in his suffering. I didn't say that part quite as loud. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and to participate in his suffering. Not that I have attained all of this or have already reached my goal, but I press on towards a goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us should take such a view. And if in some point you think differently, God will make it clear to us. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Th three things resonate with me in that scripture, and that's knowing Christ, and knowing that God will make things clear, and that living up to what I already know. Peace is what brought me back into relationship with Jesus. It was a longing for peace, peace that resonated in me and in my heart, leading me on a journey of walking daily with him. Peace when I have a medical emergency in an ice storm and my husband is outside the ambulance pushing it back onto the road. Peace when I lose a loved one from this earth. Having peace in situations where there's no peace is beyond my understanding. 
peace is a wonderful gift. Peace when I'm trying to figure out the absolute answers to so many social issues of the day. I constantly return, God brings to my mind an image that he gave me as I was in my trying to take my Bible and figure out all the answers to the world's problems. He showed me I had it out here and that I was looking at the scriptures and looking at the world. And what I heard him say in his gentle voice was, bring it in. Bring it into so that you can read the word for yourself, that you could study the word and change your heart, then the world might be a better place. He didn't say that, I did. It was God's job to make things clear. And I want to live up to practice what he has already taught me. It may be different than what he has already expressed to you, but I need to remember what he's taught me. <sighs> next, the next chapter in Philippians 4, 4 to 7, even though I'm terrible at memorization, really terrible at memorization, I, mo on most days in the past few months, I can repeat these verses. It's quite handy if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep, that you have words that, of, of the scripture that are on your heart those words of comfort that often breathe refreshment to my soul, and then I sleep well. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let, again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious in anything, but in every situation, with by prayer and petition, and petition is... I looked up the word. It just means a, a bunch of us agreeing together. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's a favorite of mine, and I love to know that it's deep within my heart. But in the past few months, the things that have been grabbing me is the two little lines in the middle. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. What a blessing in these times, actually any time, <laughs> to know that the Lord is near. And I am encouraged to accept the challenge to test my spirit. Is my gentleness evident? Is God's love in me evident? Is God's joy in me evident? Does the evidence that the Lord is near shine through me? That's my desire. That even in these frustrating, sometimes scary times, COVID times, election times, unbelievable violence and tragedy, crisis in life, weather, health, and wealth, that Jesus is near. And that my gentleness my joy, my love of God may be the assurance and peace that God is near not only to me but to those around me, that it would be evident, will be seen, will resonate, will be a catalyst to those around me. <laughs> the last note to myself 
I, that I want to share with you is from Romans 8, 38 and 39. I want to read to, to you. For I am convinced that neither life nor life, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the, the near goodness, this is just what happens to me. My tongue gets all twisted up. Let's start over. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers neither height nor depth or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sometimes when I'm reading the scripture, I'm led to write it out. I'm that type of person. If I write it out, I maybe will grasp more of it. And sometimes when I'm writing it out, I write in an amplified version. That doesn't surprise you either. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you Phyllis's amplified version of Romans 8, 38 to 39. I am convinced, not just I think so, or maybe, but because I know, because I know, I am sure, I am confident, I've put a lot of prayer and thought and research, I've asked people I know and trust, I am convinced that neither life, the life I know living on this earth, living in this family, happy times, sad times, times and things that make me angry or afraid or scared or alone, times and things that make me smile and sing and dance and laugh, I am convinced that neither life nor death, the t death, the time of life in my body that no longer lives on this earth, the time my friends and family can only spend time, cannot spend time holding me, laughing with me, crying with me. The time when I go to heaven to see Jesus because I believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin, <laughs> my sin, anything that puts space between me and Jesus and that his body, Jesus' body, that was once dead, came alive again and lived on this earth a short while before he went to heaven to prepare a place for me and waiting for me at my appointed time, his timing, not mine, for me to join him. I am convinced that neither life nor death nor angels, nor angels, the good guys, our protectors, that can even maybe be good things that we do or that happen, but they take my eyes off Jesus. Nor demons, the bad guys, our tempters, the ones we, who don't want me to believe in Jesus, the ones who don't want to have me believe that I can do any good thing for God. Neither life nor death nor angels nor demons, neither the present, like right now, this very moment, surrounded by current events, weather, family fun, family quarrels, right now, COVID times, crisis times, health-wise, nor the future, things that haven't happened yet, things I dream about or plan, things I can't imagine, things that cause me uh, to be afraid. 
neither the present nor the future nor any powers, powers of this world, parents, teachers, bullies, bosses, government, mother nature, the evil spiritual realm, anything that's bigger than me that I can't control. Neither height, short distance, out of this world distance, to the moon and beyond, nor depth, as in a pit or under the sea, nor anything else in all creation will separate me, keep me away, take me away, even when I feel so alone, afraid, abandoned, and ashamed. All these statements add up to nothing, zero, nada. Nothing can separate me, separate you and me from the love, God's pure, sweet love, love that resonates in our hearts, love that makes me wholly known and understood. From the love of God, my creator, my father, my savior, my friend, my hero, my protector, my guide, that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The name of Jesus is the most powerful one-word prayer. Jesus is God's earthly embodiment of God's love for me. But so let me put it simply. I believe that nothing can make God stop loving me, stop loving you. That I am, you are, never alone. Even when I'm bad, downright despicable, disobedient, God still loves me. He still loves you. He always is waiting for me to turn to him to call out his name. He's always waiting for you to turn to him and to call out his name. Am I willing to open up my heart, my mind, my hands, and receive his love? Are you? Are you willing to open your heart, your minds, your hands, and receive his love? Am I willing to learn and grow in that love so that his love can be evident to all those around him, that I may share the truth of his word? Are you? Are you willing to learn and grow in that love so that his love can be evident to all those around you? Lord, I pray, help me want to be this in my life, my heart, my innermost being. I want you more and more. I believe, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Lord, help us want to love you more and more. Help us believe. We believe. Help us in our unbelief. Let's keep saying yes. But yesterday, when I, this would have been the point I would have said, and all God's children said amen. But as I was finishing, putting the finishing touches in my sermons, I, sermon, I sensed I needed to share this with you. Did you know that you're still one of God's children, even if you have not opened your heart to receive Jesus as your Savior? Yes, God loves everyone. God loves you. Years ago, I struggled with depression, and I was convinced I was a failure at everything even a failure of being a Christian. <laughs> I remember yelling at God and saying, I'm not going to love you anymore. It just sounds a little bit like a two-year-old, but 
But I heard his gentle voice say to me, that's your choice, but I still love you. God still loves me. God still loves me in spite of what I thought that I had failed. How could I live in this world without his love? <laughs> God loves me. And I turned my heart back towards him, that he loved me even when I didn't feel very worthy, and that he would show how much he loved me as I faced him, as I read his word, as I grew in our, my relationship with him. God loves you, each one of you. May his love resonate in your heart today. May you hear him calling your name. He knows your name. May your answer be yes, Lord, yes. So be it. And all God's children said, amen.